You need to be confident, whether he's an actor or real. When you walk into the room, especially nowadays, not 2,000 years ago, but nowadays, <laughs> the person sitting in front of you is bombarded by two, three hundred pieces of advertising. Yes, there sir. Are more, mm. There are a lot more professional or, or stronger buyers than ever before. So if, mm-hmm. you're acting, if you're acting, they will see through it. Mm. Fantastic, fantastic. Because if the energy that you have doesn't resonate with what you're saying, because you're acting, they will notice it. And they'll That's say, right. you know what? Something wasn't right. Something didn't just fit. And I don't mm. think I'll go out. Because something didn't feel right. Mm. Mm. That's it's fantastic. Great. What is it that... Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? Before we go on with this episode of the Paul Four Podcast with Mr. Darius Sudi. Mr. Darius is a philanthropist, multi-millionaire, serial serial entrepreneur, and founder of Arena Capital and Gladiator Mastery in Dubai. It's a great conversation. You learn a lot from him and his story. This episode of the Paul Four podcast was powered by. Let's take a look. Dear listeners, whenever I think of acquiring a real asset, Veritasi Homes comes to mind. They're the developers of Kimberwall Advantage, Itsunu Residential, and Itsunu City, the biggest work, live, and play development in Nigeria. With a triple B credit rating and 500 homes being built, they are the brand you can always trust. I thought you all should know. Veritasi Homes, creating better. Second, our second sponsor of the Paul Four Podcast is VP. VP is one of the fastest growing fintech banks in Africa and in Nigeria. Transaction speed is light speed. All right. So details about details about VP is going to be in the show notes. And details about Veritas is going to be on the show notes as well. Now, let's get on with the episode for today with Mr. Darius Shudi. Let's go. Boom. I always say that all my guests are fascinating entrepreneurs and individuals. And the man I have in front of me here, it's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he exemplifies everything that I believe in. You know, I call him my mentor. I met Mr. Darius like two years ago. I flew to Dubai. <laughs> and he didn't know me, he was gracious enough to meet me at somewhere in central du- Dubai. We had a conversation. And wow, I want to say thank you so much, sir. He is the chief executive officer of Arena Capital and the founder of, um, of, um, of um, Gladiator Mastery. Um, sir, welcome to the Paul Full Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm honored, my friend. Nice to see you again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Ah, you are an, a serial entrepreneur, and I love the fact that you are the serious bias for sales. Serious bias for sales. And I believe, I always say that if you can sell, you will never be broke another day of your life. That's what I believe. But I want to start off this conversation with a very interesting question because you founded uh, um, uh, the Gladiator Mastery. Who is a gladiator? Who's a gladiator? Well, I, have a, I have an association with gladiators. I, I feel an emotional connection. So I tend to go to Rome three, four times a year. And mm. I feel in my past life, I used to be a Roman. But um, 
I realized that although our DNA is, uh, the life has changed a lot and we use technology, but our DNA as human beings are the same. And in the old days, when you were a gladiator, you were, you were a slave. And mm. what you did was you, you, you fought in the arena, and the more battles you won, the more people you entertained, you will eventually find financial freedom and freedom from slavery. Mm. So bring about 2,000 years forward, things haven't changed much. But the mm. difference is that most of us are not born rich. And we have mm. to go every single day battling in business and meetings and so forth. Now, we are told to expect to lose. If you imagine that mentality when you were battling 2,000 years ago, that you're going to go to the arena, you're going to fight someone, and you're going to lose. Mm. You just die. Mm. So what if you actually brought the same mentality of, if I don't get this deal, I'll die. Mm. My life depends on this deal. Mm. How many more deals could we close? And how much more successful could we be? If we practice more skills, more maneuvers, more strategies more offense, more defense, how, how quickly we have abundance in our lives. So mm. I'm bringing those skills that I learned over 40 years into the modern-day gladiator's life. And mm. now the movement's got over one and a half million followers. Wow. 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 That's amazing. I like, I like the metaphor of the gladiator that, that you spoke about. In other words, in essence, as a gladiator... If you don't provide value, you will not get your freedom. And value to the more number of people. For instance, Come on, man. The reason the Rolling Stones sell more, they are the richest band in the world, yes? Hmm. Because they pack, every time there's a ticket sale, they pack every single stadium. They hmm. serve, entertain the most amount of people. The reason hmm. um, some actors, mention a famous actor, Mention famous actor, Tom Cruise. Yes. The reason Tom Cruise is one of the richest actors in the world is because more people watch his movies than anybody else in the world. That's right. So That's right. Value, the more people you serve, the more people you entertain, the more people you add value to, the more wealth you have. Hmm. It's very powerful. There's something you said once when you said that. You said, you said that the sales process... There is a science to closing for you. There's something remarkable you said. You said when you when you are in a meeting, you never back the door. You never ever back the door. <laughs> so walk me through how do you specifically increase your sales conversion rate? Sure. Um, first of all, you go in knowing you're going to win, and mm. so you go in with that winning mentality, the confidence, but not arrogance. You, mm. I've systemized, like you said, when I sit in a meeting, I always sit facing the door because that's mm. the power of Okay? So all that is systemized. Everything mm. is systemized. And what you find, two things, that most people, when they're selling, they waffle and waffle about how amazing they are and their products are. Mm. Never in my life I've seen a salesperson come through the door, doesn't say the same thing. Everybody says the same thing. Okay? Mm. So... What they don't do, they don't actually talk about the fears of the buyer, okay? So what I do is I actually have genuine childlike enthusiasm to find mm. my prospect, mm. okay? I'm not just rattling off uh, a script from a broker. A script. Mm. I'm really interested 
to find out the pain of my prospects sitting in front of me. Mm. So the questions mm. I ask, relationship-building questions, they're relevant, and it opens the door for a further down the sales channel because the second one is you need to close. A lot of mm. people either talk themselves after the deal, okay, or they said, I'll let you think about it. Mm. And then somebody like you goes and closes the prospect. Mm. So you need mm. to have that confidence. You need to find the pain of the prospect. The bigger mm -hmm. the pain you find, the easier the close. That's very powerful. You said something, two two things very powerful right now. Before I go into my next question, you said a salesperson should enter like with a childlike uh, uh, you know, inquiry. You are inquisitive. You know, you want to know the pain points of the client. The bigger the pain point you find, the more deals you close. Do you believe, sir, that sales is like acting? Yes and no. First of all, okay, one of the biggest challenges the world has is that they don't like the word sales. Mm -hmm. you, and I, you and I meet salespeople all the time, but the first thing they say is, I'm not a salesperson. Mm -hmm. Okay? So you've got to have a, a love of building relationships. Mm. Okay? And second thing is, you need to be confident, whether it's an actor or real. When you walk into the room, especially nowadays, not 2,000 years ago, but nowadays, mm -hmm. the person sitting in front of you is bombarded by two, three hundred pieces of advertising. Yes, they're sir. There are mm. a lot more professional or, or stronger buyers than ever before. So if, mm -hmm. you're acting, if you're acting, they will see through it. Mm. Fantastic, fantastic. Because if the energy that you have doesn't resonate with what you're saying because you're acting, they will notice it. And they'll That's say, right. you know what? Something wasn't right. Something didn't just fit. And I don't mm. think I'll go Because something didn't feel right. Mm. Mm. Okay? That's fantastic. Great. What is it that you believe, that you now believe about sales that you didn't believe about sales? Maybe like two or two or three years ago. I hated rejection because I took it personally. You know, mm. I, I was told I was no good, I was useless, I was ugly, I was this, I was that, and I hated to go out there for somebody to reject me and reinforce all those negative beliefs that were forced down my throat all my life. So the moment I mm. realized that rejection is not personal, I was fearless. Mm. Because mm. you might be selling a product or service that doesn't fit right at that time, or they may be yes. but it's not a reflection yes. of you, a human being. Hmm. It's powerful. It's so good. So good. Uh, you're very active on social media. Your videos are amazing, straight to the point, uplifting and educative. You you now have a podcast that is doing extremely, extremely well. You once said that before nowadays before. When you walk out of a room with a client or before you be, before you have a meeting with a client today, they would have searched you out over 30 times on the internet. Now, talk to us. How as podcasting and um, being active on social media, does that help in your deal flow or your prospect flow? Very good point, Paul. Ten years ago, if the people don't know my story, I, had, I came, I lost everything 
40 yeah. years ago. He had to do back yeah. to zero. Now I'm proud to say I'm a multimillionaire. And he still feels yeah. a bit, you know, funny saying it. Um, what was the question again? The question is, how has being active on social media, podcasts, how has it helped your deal flow and your prospect flow? When I came here, then, uh, I was a struggling entrepreneur. And I had hmm. to justify it. I had to say to people, you know, I'll give you a money-back guarantee, or if I don't perform, don't pay me. And I had to justify myself. And justifying yourself in business is exhausting. It's, it's hmm. justifying, justifying yourself in life is exhausting. Mm. What's happened is, since COVID, I became very intensely posting and engaging with my followers. Mm. What's happened? Through this history, longevity, and consistency of posting, my credibility in the market's gone up. Mm. So mm. When I meet someone, I never have to justify myself. Do you know what they say? Dory, you should mm. wonder if I can afford you. Hmm. You see how the conversation has changed. Mm. Saying who are you to can I afford you? So they've already de- determined in their heads that I'm really busy, really expensive, high value. Because I've been mm. consistently over a period of time been posting and adding value. Mm. Mm. The other day, mm. the other day, this is gospel truth. I, uh, about just over a week ago, I had a meeting. And I raised $5 million in 20 minutes hmm. because of my social media platforms. Mm. All they had to do was check. And they went, wow, I raised $5 million. For wow. For a business, wow. For, for a business idea. It's Nobody would have invested 10, 12 years ago. Hmm. Mm, mm, mm. This is so powerful. Social proofing through social media. Wow. So 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 the sales happen before the sales takes place, in other words. <laughs> oh. They go, Oh, he's got a million followers on Instagram, half a million here, he must be really this and then suddenly they start putting you up the shelf. That's right. That's right. That's is not down the shelves, right? By saying something stupid, acting desperate. So, trick is consistency over time. That's right. That's right. And it's very, very powerful. A lot of people say, you keep telling people, how are you going to sell courses if everything you say is on social media? I said, well, nobody's mm. going to watch my 1,700 videos, right? Mm. Adding value indirectly, money comes in, like great business uh, relationships higher net worth deals that we, we do so keep adding value don't don't think of scarcity don't think about i'm not going to give that nugget away somebody will steal it let them steal mm. it mm. Keep, giving, mm. keep giving good energy so powerful so powerful in fact when they want to execute it they will come to you there's something you you, you said about when i ask a question that what 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 is what is what what do you believe about sales now that you didn't believe in like two years ago you spoke about rejection, right? Now I want to tie another question to it now. At some point in your life, 
your life was threatened. People broke into your house in England and your children were at home. It was a very traumatic experience for you. And that night you flew your children to Dubai, you know, to live with their mom. And you eventually moved to Dubai and it changed the trajectory of your life as we see, as we now know it. Ryan Holiday wrote a book called The Obstacle is the Way. Do you believe, sir, that the obstacles you face in England, those challenges, do you believe that it was the catapult to where you are right now? Two things. Yes, absolutely. First thing is that I'm writing a book and um, I wrote a manuscript, gave it to the ghostwriters, and the way they wrote the book, it was like I was a victim. Hmm. things that happened to me I think the best thing to do is that ultimately I created that situation take ownership mm. okay uh-huh. truthfully mm. I wasn't happy you know, I wasn't happy for many many reasons um, everything I did didn't resonate with my values I had staff that I wasn't happy with I had partners that I wasn't happy with I was in an industry that I didn't enjoy being in and mm. I didn't particularly like the grey weather and the, and the rain of, of uh, Manchester. So mm. maybe, maybe, possibly, subconsciously, I created that position for my situation for myself. Mm. And then the ultimate price was to lose my children, right? And, mm. Mm. and being threatened with my life. And ultimately, the bigger the downfall, the bigger the lesson. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. So, so that was something that I created. Mm. I paid the price for it, but I wasn't going to fucking repeat it again. Mm. I was mm. going to make this like. By the way, it's okay to swear, right? It's okay, it's okay. So I wasn't going to make that mistake again. So mm. it's that point of being at the bottom of the pan, the barrel. You think yeah. enough, is, enough is enough. How much more I repeat this cycle again, right? But mm. the reason most people don't make it in life is one, they're too comfortable. Hmm. So when you're comfortable, you don't need to do anything, right? So if life is comfortable, why do I need to be uncomfortable? Okay? Hmm. And the second thing is they're not prepared to make sacrifices. Hmm. Like, because why would I want to sacrifice my I don't know, time, sweating in the gym. Yes, but I'm happy sitting behind the couch, behind the TV, in front of the TV, on a couch with my remote control and a bag of chips in my hand. Mm. <laughs> to achieve and grow, you've got to make sacrifices. So most people are doing that and by choice. So what you yeah. find is that really bad circumstances that land on your lap can be your best educators, best lessons in life. Mm. The smart people change without having to go through that shit Hmm. that I have been through. Hmm. That's powerful. That's powerful. You once said that you close over 90% of your sales. And that's a very, very... 99% of your sales. 99% of your sales. So the 1% that doesn't turn out the way you want them to turn out, what's your process of a post-mortem? Uh, two, one, 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 I didn't like them. Not all prospects are, are your ideal clients, right? Mm. A lot of people look at, look at the money and they take on the deal. And then later on they realize it was a wrong prospect, wrong energy, demanding, 
I mean, one of the highlights I have is when I sit in front of a prospect and they knock every single service provider they've ever had before. And I'm thinking, sitting there thinking, they can't all be bad. You're the common denominator, right? Mm. Not every single prospect is a perfect prospect. Just because That's right. So mm. what's your values? Second one is that if I'm sitting in front of someone who's got no money, who's not the decision maker, again, it's not the right time. So what I do is your qualification process has got to be sharper. So when, mm. I, okay, so when I sit in front of someone, they are the decision maker, they have a need, and the time mm-hmm. scale is now. So your closure rate goes up. Mm, I like that. That's very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. Now, Darius, you are a fantastic salesperson. 99% closing rate. That's, that's above the industry average. How do you duplicate yourself? It's very hard. In your team? Um, one, you have to hire... You, okay, if you're an entrepreneur, you're never going to duplicate yourself, ever. Just accept it. The maximum mm. you're going to get, the maximum you're going to get is 80% of you. Great. If you are unlucky enough to get somebody 90 or 99% like you, you know what they'll do? They'll open up a company to compete. <laughs> okay, Darius, let's talk about the 80%. What's your process of, of you know, uh, immersing them in your philosophy? Okay, they have to be motivated. They have to be enthusiastic. They have to be driven. They have to have written goals. They need to... Um, provide for somebody greater than themselves. Like their mm. moms, their dads, their, mm. you know, that type of thing. So they're self-driven. When somebody is self-driven and motivated and happy and optimistic, it's they're a lot easier to teach. That's right. One of the sad things is that if you imagine in a personal life, uh, I was going to go out, I'd meet a lady, and we get into a relationship, but then she, she or I bring all our baggage from the past into the new relationship. So I go, uh, and it triggers every uh that she's ever had in her life from her <laughs> negative partners, okay? So what, what I find is that a lot of people are in, and you know, our relationship has no chance, right? Because I can't <laughs> fight her demons. I can't fight the past. So what happens when I'm recruiting people, I'm looking for someone who gives us an equal opportunity without bringing their demons into the table? Mm. I can't overcome the bad employers of the past. Yes. Okay? At the same time, have I had people stole from me, cheat, to, lie to me? Of course. So if I'm giving you an opportunity and I'm going to pay you a salary right from day one, give me the fair opportunity to be open-minded, motivated, willing to learn, and we can dance. Fantastic. Fantastic. So I hire slow, fire fast. Oh, great. That's great. Speaking of hiring you know, killer salespeople. You said that you like hiring single moms and people who go to the gym. What's the common thread in those two personality Discipline types? Discipline and hunger. Mm. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking at my own image on camera and I'm thinking, I need to go to the gym. So, <laughs> we need to, we need to, one of the things we need to practice what we preach, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't go to the gym this morning. After 20 minutes, I couldn't breathe. So I need to go every day. Discipline. You need to be consistent. You know, somebody who's got a great body tends to be very consistent in the gym. And they push mm. themselves past their comfort zone. Because there's no, there's no growth in your comfort zone. So that's mm. that. And then it's hunger. 
you know, um, there's many clients that I have in the, in the real estate business, and they have young, young real estate agents working for them, and they're on commission only. And the owner cannot understand why the guy or the lady is sitting in his office, commission only, playing mobile phone games. Mm. Because not everybody has the same level of hunger. If yeah. I gave you 10 pounds, or you had your own 10 pounds, it's highly likely you will look after my 10 pounds better than you will look after your own 10. Mm. Mm. So when you have a single mom, they have the responsibility of looking after a child. It's not just about themselves. I can be frivolous with my own life, but I'm not going to be mm. frivolous with my child's life. Mm. Mm. That's powerful. Thank you. Have you lost people? Are you there? No. We're still t- together. Go ahead, please. Okay. Yeah. So, can I ask you the next question? Are you ready? Fire away. I'm ready for all your questions. <laughs> so, from so from your from your experience now with um, with selling, all right, and looking at the winners of sales and the losers of sales, one of the things that I've that I, that I've observed about you that you have a compelling reason. You spoke once beautifully about the fact that we are either moving towards pleasure or we are moving away from pain. That one of the things that motivates you is that you don't want to go back to your pain. All right. So that's your compelling reason. Do you reckon that maybe that's the difference between people who win in sales and people who lose in sales? Um, passion is important. Yeah. You have to, number one rule in sales, you've got to like and trust the other person. Right? They have to like mm. and trust you. So you've got to have an enthusiasm about life. Hmm. It's probably the only job in the world that your commission well um, exceeds your salary. Mm. So you've got to have hunger for money. You've got to like money. You like you have to have the the energy. You have to enjoy the energy of money. That's right. So money gives you choices. Money is a mm. trigger. It's like religion, politics, death. You know, sex. These are the things you can talk about and people get all excited about, right? So mm-hmm. money is another one. I've had many people ask them tough money questions in my podcast and they get up and leave because they can't handle the money question. <laughs> the moment you realize that money gives you choices and the more choices you have, the more freedom you have, then yeah. you become more hungry. okay? Now, if I have... Because I, I remember like this morning, the pain of having nothing, okay? Mm. And I love driving Ferraris. But then if I was just driven by driving a Ferrari, I'll, I've got two, right? So I'll, I'll, what's the point? I've achieved my goal, so I stop. But this mm. morning, I remember that if I drop the ball, I can go back to that painful experience of having nothing. Mm. So going towards your goal, it's a driving force, but I think running away from your pain is a bigger driving force. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. imagine this: gyms, gyms sell, let's say, a hundred gym memberships in January because everyone's mm-hmm. been binge over Christmas and New Year. By February, by sorry, by March, April, 
75% of people pay monthly memberships but never go to the gym. Whoa. If every member of the gym went to the gym, there's not enough equipment. Hmm. They rely on the human psychology that 75% of people won't go to gyms, but they'll pay hmm. for hmm. Because the, 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 the goal of having a six-pack on the beach in summer is not great enough than the pain of having to get in the car, drive to the gym, and sweat it out every day. I see. I see. So if you were a gym owner and you talked about all the pain that you could have by not going to the gym and all the pleasure you could have by going to the gym, more members will show up. Hmm. 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 If you had to start your business all over again in Dubai, what role will you employ first and why? I'll, I'll be a consultant, you know, because I see pain everywhere. I was when I was born. My father died when I was three, and I was brought up around women. And I think my niche is that I'm very sensitive to people's feelings and emotions. So if mm. a client comes to the door or makes a telephone call, I can almost read their experience. Are they happy with it? Are they frustrated with it? Because most of us feel it, but we don't say it. Mm. What? what What's amazing is that when I speak to people, they go, oh my God, it's like you're reading my mind. Mm. So if, I, if you can tap into people's pain with a thought process, uh, you realize that if you can fix it, you can earn money. So I'll be mm. skinned again. Mm. Here's the thing. Mm. What, what stops people from doing business with you if you come across as desperate? Yes. Yes. In a desperate person. Desperate person. That, that, that's your line. <laughs> if, 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 if I'm going to give you my hard-earned money, I need you to have some kind of confidence that you're going to fix my problem. That's right. So, so I'll, be a, spot. I'll, be a, I'll be an aspirin salesman. Yes? Mm. I'll find people's headaches and i fix it. Oh, my God. This guy is good. <laughs> What a metaphor. My mind just went to the headache right now. <laughs> Words are really powerful. Whoa. <laughs> Darish, how do you deal with a, with a situation whereby you wanted this sale and it didn't go through? How do you emotionally process that? Because we've all been there before. How do you, how, how do you undo that? Hate it, hate it. I tell you, I, I did a deal recently. Um, and it really hurt me. It was recent, and I met them, and it was a chain of real estate agents, and they were going to buy my online interactive training program. Hmm. And when I walked in, the CEO was almost like saying, oh, my God, we graced by your entrance. I, every day, without you knowing, I take your post of social media, and I give it to my 300 salespeople. They all know you, and, oh, my God, we want this, blah, 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 blah. So I got excited, and I said, fantastic, let's start. And then he goes, oh, I'm just going away to England for a week. And uh, my father's passed away. My mom, I'm going to need to be there for my mom. And I started caring, okay? Hmm. So I sent him a message like, good luck on your trip. I hope your mom's going to be okay, blah, blah, blah. And then he read it and didn't reply. And then I heard he'd come back. I thought maybe he's going through trauma. I let him be. And then I sent him another message. 
Redden didn't reply. They came back to Dubai. I'm sending messages like, how's it going? You know, my diary's busy. And it really is busy. And he even chose, I could see him online, but he chose not to answer my messages. Mm. And I spoke to his staff and they said, no, no, no. He really wants to do business with you. But we don't know why he's not replying. Okay? That hurts. Not, mm. not knowing what the hell went wrong. Yeah, I don't need the money. I don't even need his business. If he comes knocking on my door, unless he has a bloody good reason, I'm not going to even do business with him. But not knowing is mm. the worst yeah. You know it, you just reflect, you put the phone down, you think, oh God, I spoke too much, I interrupted them too much, I didn't let them finish, I got the wrong end of the stick, da, 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 da. you can fix it. But I think the worst is not knowing. Ah, uh, I, 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 I resonate with what you're saying deeply because um, I'm dealing with one right now, so you just brought healing to me. Phone me up and tell me you didn't like bold people or I spoke with the accent you didn't like, but don't let go ignore me. Hmm. I can't I can't do anything. Don't ignore me. Hmm. Because there was not one sign, one sign that they weren't gonna go ahead. I see. I see. I think sorry, honest and communication is a value of mine. And I was very honest at the beginning and I told him that. And for him to do exactly what I told him wasn't appropriate, again, pisses me off. Mm. You agree to be honest, you agree to be transparent, you agree to be great communicator. And you've gone back on those, well, what kind of a man are you? And he's a very successful, rich guy. You know, I want to call him and say, hang on a second, if you're treating your staff like this, you're going to get zero loyalty from them. Mm. But then you look at life and you think, well, he's got no pain. He's rich, right? Mm. How can somebody who feels he's got no pain, how can we teach him anything? Mm. Mm. This is so powerful. Build build a restaurant where there's hungry people. Uh, Build a bar where there's thirsty people or alcoholics, you know? Build a church where people are lost. So, Mm. yeah, I, I will find out. I will find out. And the strange thing is I bought a property through them. On Thursday, I'm going to his office to sign the deal. And I'm thinking, what am I going to say if I'm past crosses? Should I ignore him? Should I tell him what I think? What should I do? Wow. Congratulations on the property. (laughs) But then, doubly, I'm a client. He should have treated me with more respect, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. This is so powerful. So, so, so powerful. But, Darius, if if you look at it on the meta level, if you look at if you break this experience down to its nuts and bolts, it then means that you know what old time sales trainer said that a feedback is the breakfast of champions because you didn't get that feedback is very frustrating. So do you think that feedback is a great way to coach salespeople? It's the best way. Hmm. I, I remember I used to play squash quite a high level, and I get to a stage where. I, I reached my level and people start and I couldn't go past county level I couldn't go to national level and mm-hmm. people you say to me it's like Darius don't go back to the T when you hit the shot you don't run back to the T which is the central mm-hmm. point of the court mm-hmm. and I was like no I do and I argue no I do and in my head I was like what are they talking about and then my wife took a camera and videoed me 
Mm. So alone, alone, where there's nobody, I'm not fear of criticism or anything like this. I watched mm -hmm. the video and every single person was right. Mm. I wasn't going to the tea fast enough. So mm. the, 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 the answer or the, the solution is that it's always good to look at things from a different point of view. Yeah. Our yeah. Own, our own point of view is often wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's very powerful. This is so, 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 so powerful. Feedback is really, 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 really such a powerful um, um, way to train people. Criticism, you're calling it feedback. But just calling it feedback, you feel a lot more relaxed to it. But if you say I see. criticism, your guards go up, right? Mm, so language, the, the way we language it is very important as well. Exactly, absolutely. Wow. Isn't it the reason why when we call very big organizations, they say, okay, this call is being recorded for improvement purposes. And nobody ever does it. And nobody ever does it. And Darius, check it out. Most, most companies, they don't even listen to the sales calls of their team to improve it. You know, it's like those cars. And it says, am I driving safely? Mm. And then you call it and nobody answers. Mm. <laughs> wow wow the direct, as we begin to bring this to a close this has been a fascinating conversation i'm really really enjoying myself uh my listeners would like to know what's your morning routine like okay or let me start with this you are a podcaster but what podcast do you listen to and you go like hmm I'm really learning from this. I think other people, uh, you know, should uh, should should check this out. Yeah, I like I like Joe Rogan. Uh, one of the reasons I like Joe Rogan is because he has big big people, uh, you know, very very smart people, and he's uh, and he's varied. He's varied. I yeah. don't listen to sales podcasts podcasts every day, right? I need to yeah. have a, a variety of knowledge coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I listen to is is Blinkist. Blinkist. No, Blinkist is very good. Very good, yeah. yeah. On the way to work, you can listen to... The book summary, yeah. 15 minutes max, and it's done. So I like to mix it. I don't read one book. I read five at the same time. So Beautiful. different types of information to get my interest going. Because yeah. too much of one thing gets too monotonous. And I see. And I like to have tons of information coming through all the time. So Variety. my routine, the truth or how I want it to be, are different answers. The truth is, again, I'm, I've been a little bit more relaxed. I have a beautiful team who look after everything. So yeah. I don't wake up as early as I want to. But when I'm hungry and I'm, I find I'm a bit little too comfortable now, but when I'm uncomfortable, I wake up at five in the morning, I do an hour's gym, I jump in the cold bath, uh, ice bath, uh, I come to work early, I'm, I'm at work, even now actually, uh, there's only one lady, my PA, who's there before me, but I'm always first in the office. Um, this is beautiful. See how much you get done before distraction happens. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, I, I try to finish work by 2, 3 in the afternoon uh, and go and see my kids, which is... Beautiful. You speak, speaking of kids, how has fatherhood changed you? I don't know about you. I look at my kids sometimes and I just tear off, man, <laughs> with gratitude. Oh, what has fatherhood done for you? How old are your children? 
Uh, my first son is 14. My second son is 13. My third son is 10. Oh, they're very close to each other. Beautiful. And yeah. I have four kids, two from my previous relationship with my wife. And uh, one's 28, one is 29. Boy and a girl. And wow, beautiful. All I learned from that was that I was so busy working, I missed out on growing up. Wow. And I should have got my priorities the other way around. Yeah. The second two, which is nine and 15, I'm at home more often. I'm with I I'm love that. Uh, Amsterdam with my 15 year old. I saw that. I saw that on Instagram. I think one of them, you travel, one of the child. Yeah, I saw it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. And the week before, I was in um, Paris with my nine year old. Oh, lovely. And you know what? They remember it forever. Those are memories yeah. they remember, they take with them. Those experiences, yeah. Next week, I'm going to China with my nine-year-old. We're going to do wow. the Great Wall of China. We're going to do every place, you know, the terracotta soldiers. Um, yeah, quality time, man, quality time. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And those, those memories are really, really priceless. Really, really priceless. You know, sometimes in life, you don't have anybody to teach you. Okay. Mm. I used to have my children as my judge. So although the oh. world was not me, uh, everybody was thought I was a loser, I used to go into an appointment and come out, and I used to think, honestly, I used to think to myself, well, if my son was here, would he have been proud of me? Oh, beautiful, beautiful. This so is so I good. let my children be my driving force. I let them be my judge. Wow. Never heard this before. This is so good. This is so good. This is a very emotional moment to bring the, uh, the episode to a close. Guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, click on the subscribe button. If you're listening to this on Spotify, click on the subscribe button. Write a review. Uh, Darius, where should people follow you and get more of your wisdom? I, thank you so much. I guess uh, you're going to share my credentials. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to share all your, all your handles and in the show notes. Thank you, Darius Sudi Official or Gladiator Mastery. And we've printed All right. every one you mentioned. It's fantastic. Been Let's not wait another two years, okay? You, you say what? Let's not wait another two years. No, no. I, I like the energy between the two of us. It's like a son to, to, to a father. So, you know, I'm, you've invited me now, so I'm coming to Dubai in January. So, hey, let the whole world hear I'm coming. <laughs> Wow, I am sure you enjoyed this episode of the Paul Fool Podcast because I did. I had a blast myself. So here's what I want you to do for me. I want you to write a review, write a comment about the podcast, share it with your friends and your family members and do me one more favor. One more favor, please, please. You can follow me on Instagram at Paulfo at P-A-U-L-F-O-H or join me on Substack where I drop a powerful email every Sunday called the full letter. And that is paulfo.substack.com. Have a great day and God bless you. Thank you. Let's go. Boom.